Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is shampoo and scalp health. Welcome back. Happy day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, the Ides of February. Um, mm-hmm. Lauren, I have a fun, I have a fun factoid for you. So we, um, so I do mandatory fun Mondays at, um, as mm-hmm. an educator, which means we have to, <laughs> I'm a very fun teacher. So, which means you enforce fun. <laughs> yeah. I force them to have fun. We're, I, <laughs> I channel my Abby Lee Miller and I go, when we're all going to have fun. And <laughs> so it's, oh my gosh. it's usually some thing that would be fun, but I make it educational. And so they hate it, but they're better for it. So Mm-hmm. So for Valentine's Day, we did Valentine's Day fun. And so why they were doing like a word search or something, I was reading them the history of Valentine's Day. Mm. And do you know the history of Valentine's Day? I don't know okay. if I do. Please okay. go on. I'll tell you, it is what every good holiday is. It was originally a pagan Roman orgy that <gasps> then the Christians took and were like, no, no, this is something else now. This is Christian now. <laughs> But but more about this pagan orgy, so, please. <laughs> okay, so the source I read, and I'm going to paraphrase this and it, I might get things wrong, but so mm-hmm. f- the Ides of February, February 15th, there was a um, celebration, um, a fertility celebration, which mm-hmm. involved the Roman priests going and slaughtering a goat. And then they would skin the goat and cover the skin in the blood. And then they Mm -hmm. would go to the town and they would hit the women with the skin and blood (laughs) to um, help increase their fertility. And then they had a big, and it just said, and a big fertility celebration with the town afterwards, which we all know that means in Roman times, that means a big old drunken orgy. Um, Mm -hmm. So then um, Christians came. And so then there are a couple of valentines in history so Mm -hmm. they then think that they just made valentine's day a thing to replace that uh traditional um love orgy so wow they are all about covering up right the pagan religion right. it is wild I'll, I'll, i feel like that's the um inner witchiness in me because i thought monday i mean i thought tuesday was valentine's mm-hmm. day which was the 15th which was their actual holiday so that's you maybe knew. me just connecting with the ancestors you, you know you knew you knew <laughs> yeah and i love how when you find out about every holiday it was like oh no this was originally like a pagan orgy holiday and then the christians were like oh no let's not do that anymore and let's make it about something else and make let's make it a lot less fun. Yeah. A lot less fun. So much less fun. Let's let's just remove the entire orgy out of it and let's make you feel sad instead. Yeah. And let's do that. So that that's everyone's fun Valentine's Day fact. Cool. Loves it. Loves it. Um, mm-hmm. so Lauren, you and I last episode decided we would purchase the Do Skin Forever Eye Mask. Um mm-hmm. and I wanna say I think my life has been changed. 
What about you? I 1000% agree. Like, I feel like I'm trying to contain my excitement on social media and like, but I want to scream about it. It's amazing. Yeah. With you. Yeah. So for everybody, the do skin forever, eye mask, you can find them um, on Instagram at do skin and it's spelled D I E U X. And so what these are is they're like a kind of rubbery plastic eye patch that you can use with any of your creams, serums, masks, whatever. And you apply that to the eye area. You put these little forever eye masks over top of it. And it's essentially like those eye masks or little eye pads that you would buy. Now, I have always hated those because I have the classic sensitive eyes. And so usually those have some alcohol to them or just some kind of hyaluronic acid that just makes my eyes burn. So now I can use these with all of my products that I know don't irritate my eyes. So I used it three nights in a row with three different products and had zero irritation. And so I feel like I finally can enjoy the iPads like the rest of the world. Yeah, I'm obsessed. So I um, wanted to get a little nerdy and was like so interested in the material because I've never felt anything like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a non-porous silicone material, which also lets the listeners know anytime you get a silicone, it's kind of like a little bit, um, it's got flexibility to it. It feels really nice and soft. Um, You know what? Have you tried? You know what I think it is? I think it's, um, it feels like a dolphin and that's all. It does feel like a dolphin. It feels like a dolphin and I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, something I also saw, um, read in, I don't even remember where I read it, but it was that you could put these in the freezer too. So I tried them in the freezer one time. That was nice. It was just a little bit colder. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried it, uh, after using my face globes, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried it with the Purito water cream, which you had suggested. And Mm -hmm. please listen to our water cream episode because we talk about Purito in it and it was the least expensive water cream that we suggested and it's really good. Um, and then I really want to try it with snail. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I I need to pick up a bottle of snail because I think that would also be good for my winter skin. And, um, I did try it with my, I do care guava and kiwi eye cream and that was lovely as well. What have you tried it with? Yeah. So I start the first night I did it with eye cream. And so the eye cream I have right now is by the brand Belief. Um, I got it at Sephora. It's called their moisturizing aqua bomb eye cream. It is a water cream consistency, but I know that it doesn't bother my eyes. Um, So I did that Mm -hmm. the first night. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Second night I used my CBD serum. So um, I always talk about the brand Color Up Therapeutics, um, or Mm -hmm. the website is Color Up Co., and this is their Level Up CBD Serum. Um, This serum, I get it at a professional discount, but for retail, it's $18, um, and it's fantastic serum. So, And I use that one on my face, so I use that around my eyes. That one was really nice. And then the third night, I used the... Purito water cream. And then Mm -hmm. when I took it off, I took my um, jade roller out of my skin fridge and rubbed it in. Yeah. And rolled in the extra product. And I'm just like, God, I'm so fancy. Look at me being so fancy. So I actually, um, I guess I'm going to tell you now, I made a video of all the different things I used it with. So I, I will post that. Because I didn't get it. I wanted to wait until we talked about this. But it's just been a lot of fun because I'm kind of like, what else can I put on my eyes? 
Like what? Yeah. So we, Kelsey and I have both um, tried this in a way with makeup too that we should talk about. So you did it before the wedding. I did. Yeah. My husband and I um, went to a wedding on Saturday and it was actually really fun because we didn't know pretty much anybody there except for like one other person and the groom. So I, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to go to a wedding where I don't know anyone. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> this is about to be the best time of my life. Yes. So <laughs> I, um, I used them as, cause I was like, I haven't gotten like fancy in so long like I can't remember the last time I got fancy so I was like I'm gonna do like full-blown pamper sesh like homecoming take two hours to get ready kind of thing oh, I love that I know yes. I know you do because we used to do it together I know um, <laughs> I always say that's my like the saddest thing to me about growing up it, it's like I miss getting ready with girls in a right. big room together right. and I just want to recreate that whenever I can but I don't want to do girls weekend okay uh, anyway just kidding just kidding girls fine. weekend scares me um well I miss the like whose house are we getting ready at yes whose house? So fun. we always got ready at your house because you had all the hair stuff it's true and I was always so happy to have everybody <laughs> so um I put the iPads on first and I did my eye makeup why those were kind of sitting on my skin and I used them with eye cream and then afterwards I just kind of rolled in the rest of my eye cream and then proceeded to do concealer and my face makeup and it, it was just really nice it was a nice pampering session but it also um you know they make those eye shields and I see people use iPads for that kind of purpose of like preventing fallout of your powder and things like that and it, mm -hmm. it was just nice to be able to partake in that without having to worry about my eyes getting irritated from the traditional eye pads oh yeah I love that and I saw you also followed up with the um, paintbrush foundation butt yes. brush which is so great for that perfect wing you were going yes. for I loved it I'm a I'm a I want to say a convict but that seems like the wrong not a convict a con convict uh what con convert I'm a convert ooh, ooh, there it okay. is yes very different words yes. but very similar <laughs> words <laughs> I'm a I'm fully converted to the paintbrush it I don't know how I have lived I it's really funny because I I was so scared and intimidated and not about it and now I'm like mm -hmm. no no this is how I do my makeup now uh, yes. Yeah, I know. I don't know what it's same. Okay, we've had like two life changing things this that, month. So. That's what I want to tell you. These do skin. This is what I want to <laughs> tell you that I was like, no, I'm going to wait to tell you these do skin mm -hmm. iPads to me are as life changing and in part of my routine now as the mm -hmm. ColourPop nude mood. Which yes, exactly. And and I said to you, I was like, you know, when you have a um, good product, when your life changes, when you have it and you feel like you have a tool that will always help you in life. And I feel that way. Mm -hmm. I have told so many people about these. Um, I mean, not only us just posting about the the do skin iPads. I came in and I was, I told all my students, I said, look, you guys need this right now. Like I pulled up the <laughs> yeah. website and I texted it to a bunch of my friends. I said, buy these, you need these, these will change your life. So I, I feel like when you introduced me to the ColourPop nude mood, I didn't mm. realize that I would be getting my everyday eyeshadow palette that I used every day. And I still use this palette. Um, I think I even used it at the wedding and that's how these do skin um, iPads are. And that's how this foundation paintbrush are. They're just part Absolutely. of my everyday now. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about how I use the do patches makeup wise for mm. a problem area that I'm coming into. So getting into my thirties, I have larger eyes. Um, 
so, and I smile a lot and just the way my, my stuff is positioned on my face, I do tend to wrinkle around the eyes a little more. And, um, I just, it's, it's best for me to keep that area really hydrated. That's what I try to do. Um, so sometimes with makeup, I'm battling a few things. I am battling, um, mascara and eyeliner products falling down under my eye. Mm. And, um, yeah. And then I'm also dealing with, because I, um, you can see more of the blue of the veins under my eyes. I'm using concealer and you want that to stay, but you also don't want it to be drying and you also don't want to over powder, but I also need to powder because I'm having these problems. So using the dew eye patches before doing my makeup made my under eye area so hydrated, so ready to accept makeup. I didn't have to wear half, like I probably cut my concealer down in half because I just lightly tapped it on. And then I was able to take a powder puff and um, just lightly press that under my eye um, to make like a little barrier by the lash line. And um, it was beautiful. It lasted so long. I mean, what setting spray who? We don't need any of that. <laughs> like it would have not helped the situation. But these eye patches are going to be a key to just in my aging process and trying to look great as I as I live my ageless life. <laughs> Any product that allows you to feel that you can wear less makeup and still have the same level of confidence as you did mm -hmm. if you had worn more makeup, I mean, yep. that's amazing. So yeah. um, I struggle with the same concerns that you're talking about where it's like a, a really fine balance between too much concealer, too much powder, too much product because then it becomes like a smudgy mess. Mm -hmm. um, and like, and I just want everybody to know like under eye wrinkles increasing, like that is normal. That's normal part of life. The only reason the Kardashians don't have it is because they get tons of filler in their under eyes. And they're starting to realize that um, scientists are starting to realize that that can actually cause a lot of damage to the tear duct area. So yes. having these creases, crevices, cracks, fine lines, all of that, that's normal, totally normal. And it's mm -hmm. all something we deal with. And if you can find some awesome eye pads, to help smooth out things a little bit and help you feel more confident. We're all about that. Yeah, I also want to say that the information that you're seeing on the internet is always wrong when it comes to the <laughs> under eye area, um, especially like with makeup. And my reason for saying that, I know it came off a little harsh, I don't care, um, but is because when I am watching a video of an influencer or anybody that's kind of trying to make content that's interesting for social media, the first thing they do with concealer is they just dot the whole thing right on their face. Mm -hmm. As a makeup artist, the first thing I do is place it on a brush and then lightly put it where I need it. And then I'll take my ring finger and kind of push. So it's weird to me that you're, you're kind of putting like a glob of product right there. Um, also, everybody will do the whole um, do this, not this. That's weird. That's not true. Everybody has a different face shape. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different concealer pattern that they should follow. And just like you're saying, Kelsey, it's a complete balance. I'm very passionate about that, this balance. I will keep everyone posted as we age and go into our 30s and 40s on the best products and the way to do it. I'm here for it. So if you ever have a question or want to work through that, just slide into our DMs. We got you. Slide on in, baby. Uh -huh. um, I do want to say for anyone who is struggling with the eye area, we actually did a whole um, eye under eye concern episode, just kind of talking about things a little bit more. So if you are, you know, struggling with some eye concerns, um, we do, um, I talked about, you know, sort of why these things occur and, um, you know, what you can do for them. 
Um, but, you know, eye concerns, we all struggle with them. And unfortunately, there's no real solid solution. Ooh, I do want to tell you about a crazy video that me and my students watched today. Speaking of eye concerns, they okay. they were mixing um, they were mixing filler mm-hmm. with four skin stem cells. And microneedling it into the under eye area. So, um, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And it is um, not FDA approved. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And (laughs) it looked real. So microneedling is creating, um, essentially taking needles and creating little micro wounds into the skin. You've Uh, all seen the product on Amazon and you've all probably bought it. It's like that little, what do you call it? Oh, the the roller. Yeah, but that's what microneedling essentially would is and looks like. Um, would you say? No, it looks more like a I hear you crinkling with your cough I'm drops. so sorry. I keep putting it right <laughs> next to the mic. I'm I'm so annoying. I like just don't know what this technology is. Sorry guys, <laughs> she likes cough drops. She's got a problem. Um so microneedling, it looks almost like a pen and it's little needles going in, in a controlled um in and out motion. In mm-hmm. Florida. With you now. Yeah. In Florida, estheticians, we actually, it's out of our scope. We actually can't puncture the skin. Every state is a little bit different as to what they can do. Um, But you will see this a lot in like dermatology offices and things like that. So um, the point of that is you, anytime you have a wound, your cells to make collagen are stimulated. Um, And that's how you get scar tissue and that's how your skin rebuilds itself. So the idea is if you make a small enough wound, you can rebuild skin. So where this seems, where we see this having like amazing um, results are people with the acne scarring that are like those indentations. They're called pockmark or ice pick mm-hmm. scarring. Mm-hmm. Right. From real bad um, cystic acne. I think of um, crater face from uh, Greece. You know, you, you know what this is all re- you this. is OK. Yes. Crater face. But it's also reminding me of in the craft when she had the back problems yes. with the back. Yes. Ac- yes. yes. So this, this is, is basically the real life technology. Right. So this is where they're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of success with that. So where it's now going is for the, you know, the quest for forever youthful skin. So now they're thinking if they create this injury, put stem cells in it, and they're getting the stem cell from um, foreskin that has Mm -hmm. been circumcised, Mm -hmm. mixing it with a little filler that they would normally put under the eyes, and they're working that into the under eye area. Wow. There is always room for um, penis and semen in skincare, it seems like. They're they're always doing something. Remember that rumor that like everyone was using a um No, I don't no? <laughs> I don't even want to revisit that. But I will say you can totally tell that is this is truly a um a male profit industry because I feel like these things just continually come up. So yeah. um all I want to say is um I can't wait to see uh that lawsuit pop up. Give that um a year or two and I'm sure there's gonna be a lawsuit about them microneedling filler into the under eye area. It was crazy. Yeah, we should totally um, maybe do an episode down the line about some of the newer um, trends that came out that are like more permanent trends and um, how that's working out now. I This is not to put down microblading because there is a lot of great microblading artists, but it's not mm-hmm. always for everybody or not artists are created equal. And um, I actually was just talking to a lady that um, she said to get her eyebrows touched up, she would have to laser them completely off. And start fresh. Like, what is that? What? Oh, who wants to do that? Did she have a bad 
microblading or like a no but you have to have it touched up every few years yes. and it was just something with the way hers was it needed I don't know what the reason sure. was I didn't get into it I was working so I didn't get to ask her too many questions about it but I that just blew my mind I just hear a lot of stories like that just being a makeup artist people want to sit in my chair and tell me <laughs> what has happened what has happened to their face in the past like yeah for sure 20 years I, yeah. I would be happy to do um uh, a microblading uh, episode we can make it like a yeah. eyebrow and, and totally not to bash it I just think people need to be informed on if it if they are a good candidate or not you know because yeah so many people are like I have some I can fix my face why not do something fun for it you, and you know what you don't we, have to we had talked about well you had announced that we're doing a k-beauty part two episode we could do like an eyebrow part two episode oh I love that okay all right it's done you heard yeah. it here first Yes. Okay. Official. Uh, uh, so you are caught up on Euphoria. Let's chat. Oh my god, I watched it today, so okay. it's fresh. All right, guys. So if you are not caught up on Euphoria, go ahead. Like uh, I don't know, five ten minutes or. And before we start talking about Euphoria, okay, did you ever watch Sixteen Candles growing up? Of course, I watched John Hughes movies growing up. Okay, Jake Jake Ryan. The ho- I just uh-huh. thought Jake Ryan was like the hottest guy in the world. Nate Nate is oh Jake my Ryan. God, Nate he is, is. Jake. Yeah, you he can't is. unsee it. He is a, a reincarnation of Jake Ryan, and he's so hot. Oh my God, he is. Did you? I didn't know that the actor that plays Nate is Australian, which is even hotter. Which like that's <laughs> not even him. Like it lets you separate the terrible person that he is. God. Like. Yeah. Okay, so all right, let's talk about Nate. For okay, that was some stressful shit when he had that, the gun. Yes, that was, it's all I keep thinking about today. It was so traumatizing. Like the thought about what he was trying to do to her and like if it was carried through. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I was watching it. Like, am I about to watch him rape her or murder her? Yeah. Or kill same, himself same. on top of her. Like, same. It's crazy. Yeah. And then okay, I'm so scared for Fezco. Because mm-hmm. I love Lexi and Fezco. I was gonna say so we stand Lexi. Lexi. Lexi is that Lexi? Yeah, we. I love them. I. I am nervous too, but I am so excited for the next episode with the play. I'm so excited for the play. I love the. Um, do you ever watch like the next episode sneak peek little video? Oh, all the yeah, time. Okay, I, me too. And I watch the yeah. about the episode too because I like about mm. um, but um, where they're like, is this play about us? Like so. Yes, I, I, yes, I saw that. Yeah, so good. Um, the scene where they're crying after watching Stand by Me, why singing oh. it? I'm just like, oh my god. I know. I, Fez, I I really like Fezco. Me too. My heart is not ready. My heart is not ready for whatever is about to go down with that. And like, yeah, Faye, Faye, if you screw this up. Faye, I, first of all, I didn't understand Faye's character, like why she's even there or her purpose or whatever and why they're keeping her in the show. And now I know it's going to be some some bullshit with Faye. Wait, which one is Faye? Faye is the blonde girl that's living at his house right now. Oh, yeah. She's a hot mess. With the lips. With the lips. Oh, yes. 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 So um, I did see. And Who I, plays Faye in Euphoria season two? Meet porn star Chloe Cherry. Oh, That's her name. Oh, she's a porn Oh, star. and also fun fact. I was obsessed with this song called Three Nights by Dominic Fike last summer. I know I told you this, Kelsey, but he is, um, shoot, what's his name? Elliot. E, you. Elliot. Yes, yes, he is Elliot in the show. So there's a lot of really awesome talent in this. I mean, 
Yeah, there's just a lot of people that do other things, you know, other yeah. than just act. But yeah. And then yeah. I did see that there is a new brand called Half Magic Beauty. Have you seen this? Yes. Danny Daboy, who is the makeup artist on Euphoria, is now launching her very own makeup brand. And it's I'm excited for it. Me too. I think it This is someone who deserves a makeup line. Right. And I think it's about time that she capitalized on all of these looks that she creates that so many people are trying to replicate. And, you know, for her to take credit, like, okay, no, this is what I use to do the double wings. This is what I use to do, like, the hot pinks, you know. Mm -hmm. I I think it's about time. She is someone that deserves a makeup line and credit for all of this. And I'm excited to see what comes out. Absolutely. The makeup has been such a fun element of the show on top of all of the drama and the the goodness. <laughs> the goodness. I know. I I was watching. Um, so my sister-in-law watches Euphoria. And so her and I usually text while watching shows. And I'm like, did you watch this season? I'm or this episode. I'm stressing out. She's like, oh, so much anxiety. And I'm like, oh, I can't handle this. So it, thank you for saying that. I feel like I'm the only one that's like admitting that like I'm freaking out the mm-hmm. entire time. No, that was a really stressful. It was a weird. It was such a weird so last week with Rue was stressful, but for a totally yes. different reason. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I'm Rue's going to die or like, you know, you're just worried about Be her. sold into sex trafficking. Right. Yeah. Right. God. Lord. Dude, the parrots in that house. I also love that character of the lady who. Lori <laughs> zero or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, She's like a, a true, a true boss bitch. If you want to talk yeah. about boss bitch. Yeah. So like, you know, worried about Rue. And then this episode, it was like that slow burn anxiety where it's yes. just like him just sitting in her room, holding the gun while you see her like changing and you're just like, holy shit. Oh yeah. And then we could go on from that because then it's also annoying because then Nate puts Maddie through this terrible situation. And I really think that was his way of effing himself over in a sense and knowing that he could never get back with Maddie, but taking power back. Like, you know, I I screwed this up and like then he just like picked up Cass oh my god and then Cassie I love how her mother is acting over her she's like you are the wrong get over yourself please stop it I love that her mom was like she needs an exorcism yeah just like she's just like a hot mess and her mom's like I'm not gonna feel bad for you about this like you and then they were like um Lexi was like for someone who's so obsessed with timelines like Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cassie was a hot mess this episode. And were, and were you not getting Ross? We were on a break vibes. Yes, we were on a break. <laughs> God, 100%. Yeah. I love And it. I'm like, oh, so Cassie just like lives with him now? Is He just like moved Cassie in? Like, I, I don't understand. And where are Maddie's parents? Yeah. And like, I have so many questions. Where are the parents? Yeah. Where are the parents? Yeah. Besides Cal. <laughs> Cal, Cal, the one parent. You gotta, I mean, these storylines are incredible. Like, yeah. this show is top-notch. Like, yeah, the whole Cal storyline. Oh, let's also get into the music because I can't stop listening to In Excess's Never Tear Us Apart <laughs> after that scene where they were in the bar yeah. and they were dancing together. Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah, there was a... Um... God, there was a hip hop throwback in this episode that when they played it, I was like, okay. Uh, they always Ooh. they always hit you with like some Tupac or something. They always... they also had a Selena. Um, oh. they were out by the pool and Selena was playing, yeah. and I was like, and and for you younger ones, not Selena Gomez, <laughs> the original Selena. Which, you have to know her. Which who Selena Gomez is named after? So. Oh, it is. That yeah. makes sense. That's cute. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. okay, that I think that covers it for Euphoria Corner. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll get into the topic today. Okay, I have been asking Lauren to do a shampoo episode, and I found out why this this has not happened, because <laughs> this is a beast. You think shampoo is simple. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is a freaking beast, and so much so that we're actually going to split these into a few episodes um, just to kind of break it down a little bit. Um, but I know for me personally, I am in the beauty industry, but I know zero about hair and everything I know about hair. I usually, I have learned from Lauren and, um, the episode on how to wash your hair less and everything, every one of these episodes, I learned so much. And so I'm so excited to learn uh, more about shampoo. So tell us about shampoo, Lauren. Yes, there is so much to know. Um, Thank you for that intro because I really have been researching the hardest to give you all the best episode and I want it to be so clear but also a little sciencey and you to know exactly where to shop. So the main takeaway of this episode needs to be said first so we are all on the same page to receive this good information. The only purpose of shampoo is to cleanse sebum Dirt, oil, and debris from the scalp. Period. Ta. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Period with a T. So I'll say it again just in case you need to hear it. The only purpose of shampoo is to cleanse sebum, dirt, oil, and debris from the scalp. That's it. Okay. All right. So I hope that simplifies the idea and purpose of shampoo for a lot of people. The rest is just marketing or brand differentiation. Sometimes it can even be fear-mongering. Beauty Guides podcast likes to create free thinkers and smart buyers, so I'm going to dive into all of these things from a very neutral point of view. I'm also preparing a blog post with linked articles from other experts so you can be informed and make your own opinion. Um, so I'm just wanna, ooh, yeah. I just want to say I love that, that Beauty Guides likes to create free thinkers and smart buyers. I love that was my original that. caption for the post today, and I stopped it five oh, times. No, we. I love that. That's what we. Okay, we, that's what I think our business plan motto is, like yeah. our elevator pitch. I, I really do. Okay, sorry, that was just Good. like a breakthrough moment for me. I got chills. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that because that is what I said. Like, has been going on in my mind. I'm like, that's what we're doing. That's the manifestation of all this. I love that. Okay, thank you for that. We're gonna get into part one now. Scalp health. Okay. So let's talk scalp health. We need to be able to identify any issues or needs of our scalp to pick a proper shampoo. So, what does a healthy scalp look like? A healthy scalp should be clean, smooth, moisturized, and have no breaks, cuts, or irritations on the surface. What are some signs of an unhealthy scalp? You may see dryness, irritation, redness, itching, accumulation of dandruff an unpleasant odor, or you could have hair loss. Hmm. So hair loss is a very loaded subject. And ultimately, please see a doctor for proper diagnosis. Here is where scalp health and treatable forms of hair loss are related. So each hair grows from an individual follicle. Each individual follicle lives on the surface of the scalp. Naturally, everyday elements come into contact with our follicle and can block that or fill it. So the first thing that can block our hair follicle is sebum. And that is connected to the lower part of the follicle is a, sorry, the sebaceous gland is connected to the lower part of the follicle. And this produces sebum, which is essentially oil. So that is a very natural process for our hair. The gland is 
on the bottom, the follicle comes through there. It actually has a little bit to travel before it actually gets to the part of the scalp where it pokes through and we see the hair that is visibly on top of our head. So I am going to post a diagram of a follicle and please look at it because I think it'll make a lot more sense and make you realize why you need to clean your scalp so well because it's not even addressing the hair. The actual hair is like down in there. Mm -hmm. And if these things block it, it can't get out. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. So um, Steve, um, and your sebaceous glands, that's the same mm -hmm. thing that is the oil on your skin, the natural oil on your skin. And if you have like oilier parts of your body, this mm -hmm. is, it's all the same thing, which is sebum, which we need yeah. sebum. Sebum is part of mm -hmm. our moisture barrier. It's when we have it built up in excess, um, that can cause some, some issues. So, um, it's, it's really interesting to me because hearing all this is like, I guess I do know about hair follicles and sebum and things like that because I know about skin and mm -hmm. your pores are um, hair. That's where hair follicles come from is your pores. Exactly. And that's what was so fascinating to me as well, because I feel like once you kind of stick with the podcast and you mm -hmm. learn some of the key principles, you can really make this stuff really easy and you can be a really informed shopper and you don't have to be scared of these things. You can actually be excited when you need a new vitamin C or something mm -hmm. because- yeah, it, it can be fun. And it's also just good hygiene. And once you learn one part of it, you really know it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the second thing that can block the hair follicle is product buildup. So we have oil products. And when we add that to the hair, we can see excess oil blocking the hair follicle. And also sometimes this is what gives the hair a visual greasy effect. Um, another product that can cause buildup in the hair is dry shampoo. So we're like obsessed with dry shampoo right now, and it can actually block and dry up the follicles, which could lead to itchiness, dryness, flaking, or the actual follicle being blocked. Yeah. So we, the third thing. Oh, sorry. It's okay. We have um mm -hmm. we have a microscope camera at my school, which um, cool. we use like on the skin and stuff like that. But occasionally I'll put it in my scalp so students can see like scalp health and you can see hair. And it's really funny when I have dry shampoo because you can see it all in my hair and everything. But if you've never seen what a scalp looks like up close, there's I mean, there's tons of YouTube videos and things like that of people um getting um, like putting microscopes so you can really see this scalp and see what these individual hair follicles and everything looks like. It's so interesting. It really, really is. I know we're being a little nerdy and be like, look at the diagram of a hair yeah. follicle. But I think once you visually see it, you understand it more. And I think we're so connected to our hair in a, in a standard of beauty and what we mm -hmm. look like. And um, to even think about having long, gorgeous hair or whatever kind of hair you want, you have to just really think of your head as a scalp mm -hmm. and how to wash that properly to get the goal that you want for your hair. Mm -hmm. um, so the third thing that blocks our follicle is debris and sweat. Uh, you can get this from working out, sweating in day-to-day -day life. Uh, think about the back of your hair. We have so much weight on our hair laying down on each other, especially if you have long hair. Um, and also existing in environments with a lot of dust and dirt that can definitely block the hair follicle. So if the point of exit for that follicle on the scalp is blocked by sebum, dead skin, hair products, dandruff, or infection, it will have an impact on hair growth. And if the blockage continues, hair growth may completely stop in that area over time. So think about it. You have a hair, like a little hair follicle trying to come out of the scalp. It's blocked. So it tries to get out. It can't do it. But once it keeps happening, it's just going to say, I'll die. You know, it really won't come back. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. So hair loss can also occur when not using a shampoo properly. Shampoo is meant to be on the head for a minimal amount of time. The longer that you leave it on, the higher the risk of irritation. So in the study of toxins, there is a principle called the Paracelsus principle. And what this says is that all things are poison and nothing is without poison. Only the dose makes a thing, not a poison. An example of this is water. Water is amazing for us. We're made of water, but you can actually drown yourself by drinking too much water. So everything is technically toxic. Um, and this concept also applies with shampoos and leaving them on your head for a longer than intended period of time. Okay. So how should we treat our scalp? It's important to remember it's skin. The same rules of face skin care can be applied to the scalp. It's important that we exfoliate, cleanse, moisturize, and mask. In a bizarre article, trichologist Guy Parsons is quoted saying that our scalp is the flower bed and soil in which your hair grows. As a flower lover, I just love that because it's so true. It's the base for everything. Okay, so the next episode, we are focusing on the cleansing portion of that equation. And the way we cleanse the scalp is by using shampoo. Mm. Now that we understand that the purpose of our shampoo is to properly cleanse our scalp, I think it's safe to say we can, um, that as a beauty guide listener, mm. we can shop for this product in a new way. So we will start with, is it, is my scalp normal? Is it oily? Is it dry? Do I have dandruff? And then start your research from there. The residue of shampoo rolling down the hair strand is enough to cleanse the hair. When it comes to dealing with the health of the hair that has grown out of the head, address that with conditioner. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Right? Does okay. it not click? I was like, I am hoping someone's gonna have an aha moment here. <laughs> so when I'm shampooing, like I focus it on my scalp, right? I'm really yep. trying mm -hmm. to clean and and then I always wonder like well, what about like the ends of my hair? Like, you know, I run mm. the shampoo down there, but I was like, I'm not sitting here scrubbing them. So I always wonder like, are they getting clean? So thank you for telling me that, that just the shampoo rolling down my hair is enough to cleanse it. Thank you. Absolutely. And that, um, with, with the second and third episode, I think you're just going to come to the conclusion more of like why that is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and so I will give suggestions at the end of the series, but I also want you to have fun and shop around with all of your newfound knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, finally, I wanted to get into a listener question that applies to this episode and talk about how I personally think you should wash your hair and the weird routine I created myself that I live by. Mm -hmm. okay. So a listener asked if you have to rub shampoo between your hands before applying it. I think this is a good practice. This question got me thinking about how we see hair washed in movies and commercials, and I wanted to give some tips on how I think you should properly wash your hair for the best scalp health. So we often see someone lather shampoo and then place it on the top of their head. In my thought process, typically the top of your head has the most access to sunlight. It's usually the most frequently colored places if you receive highlights, so it's damaged in an okay way. And the most heat products are focused in the front and the top of the head because it is where our eye sees first. So to me, the top of the head is the driest. Usually we slick all of our hair back when we get it wet. So aren't we just really slapping a glob of shampoo on top of our hair strands that are the driest on our head? Mm, okay. Right? Okay. We're really not penetrating the scalp or doing anything that we're supposed to be doing now that we know what we're supposed to be doing. Okay. 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 
so I thought it was fun because in, you know, my, all my research and the fear mongering and it, it was, everyone has the shampoo method. There's the no poo method. There's the curly girl method. So sure. I was like, I'm doing my version. All right. So okay. this is the Lauren's ludicrous shampoo method. And yes, it is weird. And yes, I have been doing it for months. Yes, my hair has grown and I probably have the healthiest hair I've ever had in my life. And so just, just go with it. Patent pending. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for hair with length, a lot of the hair weight is on the back of the head and the nape. Either way, we accumulate a lot of dirt and grime in the back of our head. And I think this is the area that we should address first. So I've been bringing a plastic hair clip into the shower. I wet my hair and slick it back per usual. And then I flip my head upside down. So it's away from the water. I understand that I'm able-bodied and not everyone can do this, but after full explanation, I think we can all find creative moderations. Also, if you are able-bodied and over 30 and realize that flipping your head over created a lot of dizziness and unbalance, which was my first experience, this is a great time to work on that slowly and do some stretchies in the shower. I love to stretch in the shower. It's a good time to do it. Wait, okay. I, you, I don't stretch in the shower. I Okay, now I'm going to stretch in the shower. So I mean, things. if I'm already bending over for that, I do a little toe touch, bring it up, oh. toe touch, bring it up. Yeah, I, you I, have to. I stretch, why, um, I stretch my legs out while brushing my teeth. I always do Ooh, like, um, yeah. what is it, calf raises and things like that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes I do that too. Yeah, gotta get it in yeah. where you can. Okay, so I'm yeah, flipped over in the shower. Now what yeah, do I do? You are. <laughs> <laughs> I divide my hair into three horizontal sections, and that's because the bulk of my hair is in the back behind my ears. But most people can get away with doing two sections. Thick curly queens will probably need more sections. All right, so I put the shampoo in my hand. Mm -hmm. I rub my hands together so I have even distribution of the shampoo on each hand. I place each hand on the bottom of the back of my hairline and I start massaging massaging (laughs) and working that shampoo in and then going up to the center of my head. So when I shampooed for about a minute, I would say that's like the longest amount of time. If you could do it in less time, that's better, but I have a lot of hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've completed half of the head. I wash this out. I also really, like I just said, go in with that a really, really nice scalp massage because you are kind of like waking it up and mm-hmm. you're creating circulation, just like we talk about with gua shine and jade rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think a removable shower head makes a huge difference in the routine of shampooing and maintaining scalp health. You can find inexpensive ones that are easy to install right on Amazon. It doesn't have to be fancy, but the same way you can get the full in-depth shampoo at a shampoo bowl in the salon is kind of the same concept. I removed the shower head and hit my scalp directly with the water, like right next to it. Um, And then I just let the shampoo go down my hair shaft and into the bathtub. So my head is still flipped over. um, So some of that shampoo goes towards my scalp at the front of my head. And like I said, we don't need a ton there. So I reload my hands with shampoo, much less than the first application, and do the front of my hairline, the sides behind my ears, and then work into the top of my head and to the point of my previous shampoo, and then I rinse again. So Kelsey, we talked about doing two shampoos for a full cleanse in the How to Wash Your Hair Less episode. When I cleanse this way, I don't even need a second shampoo. 
And also I need everyone listening to know that the way to check for if you need a second cleanse is if the hair closest to the scalp feels dirty. If everything else feels good, you're good. Okay. So all of our homework is to wash our hair upside down before <laughs> yes no I'll do it I'm gonna do it before next episode because when you told me about doing a two a two shampoo like on my fifth day hair it, it really changed how my hair felt it I noticed mm-hmm. that my hair like my scalp felt cleaner and mm-hmm. it made me feel like previously I hadn't been fully cleansing my scalp so I'm excited to try this way um and to really get um into the like the nape of the neck and the back of the head because it it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. what you're saying yeah yeah also um I thought it was really shoot I just lost my whole dang train of thought whatever (laughs) okay well so I'm excited to try this though because um what you're saying about like the hair um closest to like uh my forehead and stuff like that Mm -hmm. isn't really where most of my hair is and that's actually mm-hmm. where my drier part of my hair is. And, and that probably requires like the least amount of my attention. Like what mm-hmm. requires the most amount of my attention is like going to be in the back where like that's where like you sweat and that's where like the grime is. And when I pull up my hair and all of that. So, I mean, it's, this makes total sense. So um, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little intimidated about flipping my head over in the shower mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because because after this, do you then flip back over to do conditioner or yeah do I, I do okay mm-hmm. yeah okay. so then I and you know what if you all want to do because I said just like face you have to exfoliate shampoo condition and mask if you want to do an episode on each of them we can totally do that but pretty much for conditioner I'm doing it the normal way I'm just flipping back over putting that in my hair I usually mm-hmm. like to like shave or do whatever with my body during that to let it soak in and then I wash it out oh now I remember what I was going to say to you oh. so very similar to skin like we talk about mm-hmm. you know how we say like if a cleanser makes you feel squeaky clean or right. if your face feels tight that's actually the wrong feeling right the same for hair if you're using a shampoo that has made your scalp feel tight and squeaky clean and your hair does not really move Mm -hmm. afterwards you've probably used a shampoo that might be a little too stripping and drying just for your particular hair yeah I used to so when I was a veterinary technician I would Mm -hmm. keep head and shoulders in my shower because head and shoulders kills fleas and sometimes after a day at work I would feel like I was covered in fleas and so I would scrub my whole body and hair and head and shoulders and I definitely had that like stripped feeling yeah, to, like it does not mm-hmm. move. The rest of the hair could almost be matted. Yeah. And it's like you can't wait to get the conditioner into the hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, it, like my scalp felt vulnerable and stripped uh, mm-hmm. because because I'm not someone with dandruff. So that, you know, head and shoulders is not meant for me, but it kills fleas. So, you know, I didn't have to keep like flea shampoo in my shower. Yeah. And- you just brought up a great point, too. I had mentioned that you don't want to keep shampoo on the hair very long. Mm-hmm. There is one exception to that rule, and that is with medicated dandruff shampoos, but they will have the specific instructions. And I think you're supposed to leave a dandruff shampoo on for three to five minutes just so it can activate in the scalp. Um, But every other type of shampoo that you're getting out there, please don't like, you're not going to benefit more by leaving it on the face. The same way you would probably look really silly if you like put your cleanser on and then walked around like it was a mask. Like it's not going to do anything for you. So your shampoo is the same thing as your cleanser. It's really meant to just be on, remove dirt, oil, and debris, and then remove. Absolutely. Yes. We're getting it, guys. We're getting it. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Next episode, we will get into the history of why we even have shampoos, the science on how they work, what should be in shampoo. And I'm going to dig into the SLS sulfate free debate. Hmm. 
Mm. You know, SLS is well, it's in uh skincare too. So it I did. I saw um I always see right. V Beauty post that um SLS um post about how it overstrips the skin. This is so interesting to me because I really thought I didn't know anything about hair. And to hear that scalp health is so similar to skin health. I mean, it is skin health. It's just a different part of your body. And just like we like to keep our pores clear and free of debris, you need to keep your hair follicles clean and free of debris. God. Absolutely. I know. Isn't it fascinating, though, especially when you can connect the dots? I'm a person that, like, I love to learn for the sake of yeah. efficiency. And I, like, feel like I get to let my brain rest. Like, I'm like, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I get this. <laughs> I I think as, a like, a teacher, I love seeing the light bulb moments on students. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm, I'm a student having a light bulb moment. Right oh, now. that makes me so happy. You know, I always get nervous because when I get really excited about a topic I can like (laughs) just rush through it and be crazy so I really tried today to like zen myself out keep myself focused for y'all and like like use my words (laughs) so funny that's let me tell you everything I know about dinosaurs and yes exactly (laughs) I'm that kid my special interest is just hair and makeup I'm no different (laughs) (laughs) that's funny well should we do um what we are grateful for what are we grateful for Oh, shoot. Yeah. I remember that we were going to do that. And then I did so much on this episode. And then I was like, I have to have a grateful thing. Well, you, There's... Don't, you don't have to be grateful. You could just have okay, something, okay. You could just have something that made you happy or just, you know, something that you want to talk about or whatever you want to do. I, yeah. I mean, I'll, I can go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go okay. first. <laughs> All right, great. So I have a couple things. Number one, yesterday was Valentine's Day, and I threw a Valentine's Day party with my students, and it was actually a really fun day. And they participated in mandatory fun. And then awesome. when I came home and walked my dog, I saw Gary the raccoon. He is um, so cute. <laughs> it's a like, God damn it, Gary. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he was digging in my neighbor's yard. It was so funny. And so that night when we went to my husband and I um, took the dog for a walk and we went to take the trash to the dumpster and he was he was at the dumpster and I was like, oh, sorry, sir. But it was it was like pitch black out last night. So I didn't get a picture. So anyways, I had a really nice Valentine's Day because I got to spend it with my students and my husband and with Gary the raccoon. So that's why I'm, I'm not really a Valentine's Day person because it's uh, well, now I know that it's a Roman orgy. And so mm. it just, you know, it, it's a kind of a fake holiday. I don't really think, and but it is nice to spend time with your loved ones and to be to appreciate them and to feel appreciated and everything like that. So I actually did have a really nice Valentine's Day. So that's what I'm grateful for. I love that. I actually don't celebrate any holidays, really. Trevor mm. and I like do a little Valentine's Day just because. I don't know. We just like to be done like that. And we love love and we like mm-hmm. each other. <laughs> and But it's like we're not no one's mad or expecting anything of the other mm-hmm. one, if that makes sense. Like, it's just like if we do something you're like, oh, that's so cute. And it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, OK, I remembered my gratitude thing because it's okay. the whole thing. OK, so this is my year where I am taking my health more serious. So mm-hmm. I'm talking self-care. The past probably four years of me moving to Charleston has really been just about my life kind of like breaking apart. And it's been very interesting, but it's been probably like the most amazing self-healing journey I've ever been on um, looking back on it. But so there were a lot of things that I had to neglect on this journey and I kind of had to just reduce myself to nothing and have nothing um, in the process. And Um, that also went with my health. So especially during pandemic, you know, not doing a lot, kind of eating my feelings. And, um, so this is definitely my year to make more doctor's appointments, get on, get ahead of everything. And, um, I've been doing a lot more workouts with my boyfriend and it's like 
probably I've always worked out my whole life, mm-hmm. but this is probably the first time that I am working out for the right benefit. My mindset is on there for the right reason. And I'm also like learning so much about the body and the fascination of how our muscles work in the proper form. And I'm just seeing a lot of really cool stuff and like, and how it all relates to how I live everyday life. Cause to me, it's like, why wouldn't you want to put your body in a good place? Because we have to be able to move every day. We have to have balance and that kind of stuff just starts getting away from you once you get out of your twenties. So mm-hmm. you have to, I'm very grateful for that. And having the, um, having a personal trainer as a boyfriend, cause it's been really fun. <laughs> you have to be able to, you know, flip it over in the shower. You gotta be able yeah, to, yeah. Ex- yes. Yes, exactly. It's all related. Well, especially in our line of work, which is um, we work with our bodies. We're we're mm-hmm. in a physical industry, and um, taking care of yourself is so important. Um, I like that you have been posting your pull up journey. I like Thank that. You. I think mm-hmm. so much of exercise content is like um, the fit model. So I was just going to say that I don't know if anybody's been noticing on social media, but I've been trying to get more comfortable, A, being on camera, Mm -hmm. B, showing up without makeup on and showing my flaws, Mm -hmm. um, showing up when I'm not comfortable. And also, I I do want to share that I work out and I do good things to my body, even though I'm not this size that's very small. And also, for people that haven't seen me in a while, my body probably... I probably am 50 cent to you, really. Like my body probably looks different to you. And I know from years of being around people that are unkind and mean that people will talk about me. But just in case anybody wants to know, I love myself (laughs) and I really love my my body and my curves and my thickness. And I'm happy where I am. The only time I really did all that dieting and that crazy stuff was because other people were saying things about me and fuck other people. Yeah, yeah. It was always men too. It's never been a woman that's, well, wait, women have made me feel bad. Yeah. Never mind. Everyone, people suck. Yeah. All genders. <laughs> All genders. Yes. Yeah. Gender neutral sucking. Yeah. And <laughs> and you actually you bring up a good point. Let's um let's all take this time to realize that our opinion on Fifty Cent's body does not matter and is not necessary. And I'm just proud and glad he was there. And it was nice to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love Fiddy. I was my husband and I were talking about it and I was like, that was twenty years ago. I was like, Do you know what I looked mean? <laughs> like twenty years ago? Like Calm down, everybody. Calm down. That's wild to put it in perspective 20 years ago because that aside, his face and everything, he looks the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's just he looks he looks great other than that. And it doesn't matter if he looks great or he doesn't look great. None of that matters. matters. Don't worry about what other people look like. And I'm saying that, too, because I have been an advocate for that a lot around other people. And I hope others do the same because a lot of times I'm in rooms and it happens when I'm in. Rooms right. with boomer men, boomer men watching reality shows, and you they think they can comment about anybody's face, anybody's right. body, anyone. And we don't have to live like that. Like I, you can, you like will realize how much you free up in your day when you don't give a shit about what other people's physical appearance is about because it does not matter to you. Right. It it is none of your business. No. None of your business. Unless you're loving the vibe and the energy they're putting out, and then you compliment right. them and you keep it moving. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just let's default. Back Back to my fa- one of my favorite Disney movies, which is Bambi, where mm. Thumper says he was told, if you can't say no- something nice, don't say nothing at all. Loves so, it. All right. Let's leave on that note. I think that's a good note to leave on. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks, and we're going to do a part two of our shampoo series. Um, don't re- forget your homework, everyone, to flip it over in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> 
Push your thing down, flip it, and reverse oh, it. Oh, here for it. All right, awesome. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.